0: Welcome to episode 13 of the Teaching at ARU podcast. This episode is, in fact, the final one of the series. So, we've hoped you've enjoyed listening so far. And we've got a really fantastic episode in store, which is titled, What is Pedagogic Research and How Can I Get Involved? It is a real pleasure to welcome not just one but two guests uh, to the podcast today. So a very warm welcome to Simon Pratt Adams and Mark Warns from Angular Learning and Teaching. Welcome both to the podcast. Uh, would you mind both giving a very quick introduction? And if we start with Mark, who's on my left-hand side, if that's OK, and then go to Simon.
1: Hi Jamie, I'd just like to say thanks very much for inviting us along, really looking forward to this. Uh, My name is Mark Warnes and I am Research Fellow in Angular Learning and Teaching.
2: I'm Simon Pratt-Adams, I'm Associate Professor uh, in Angular Learning and Teaching. And I'd also like to thank uh, Jamie for inviting us, particularly because this is the last uh, one of the podcasts, so it's clear you've saved the
0: best till last. Absolutely yeah that, that was my thinking as well and, uh, and as always it just
1: a support act
0: and uh, and as always, we'll discuss uh, three key questions today and and the first one is a really good place to start, um, especially for those who might not have come across these these terms before being involved in, in, in pedagogic research. So the first question, what is pedagogic research?
2: Okay, well, I'm going to uh, tackle uh, that question. But just uh, before I do, uh, I'd like to give a bit of uh, uh, background to uh, the development of uh, pedagogic research at um, ARU. Uh, Mark and I have been uh, convening uh, this development um, for um, a number of years now, since back in uh, 2016, and 17. And we've been uh, building uh, an institution wide uh, pedagogic uh, research community, and uh, numbers continue to grow. Um, It goes from strength to strength. So we've uh, been actively uh, developing this, uh, this uh, pedagogic uh, research community. And we've now um, established identity as uh, uh, for pedagogic uh, research across the institution, and uh, we have our own uh, community of practice. Angular learning and teaching acts as the as the central or focal point of of our work, but we work right across uh, the university, and not just uh, with academics. Uh, We work with um, a whole range of uh, professional staff as well, who have been very supportive of the work, really, from the beginning. So um, we work with colleagues from uh, library services. Uh, We work with uh, learning technologists and uh, other members of the uh, wider uh, pedagogic research community. So what is uh, pedagogic research? Well, it's sometimes uh, referred to as the scholarship of uh, teaching and learning. But at ARU, uh, we talk about pedagogic research or PEDRES or PEDR. But they're largely the the, the same thing. Um, And the the key focus is um, about researching the theoretical and conceptual understanding of teaching and learning. And we can break this down further. As well as looking at teaching and learning, we're also interested in researching teachers and learners. We're interested in the processes for which learning and teaching take place. And we're also interested in the contexts or the environments where teaching and learning take place, and also looking at the different experiences people have of learning and teaching, of being taught, of teaching, and um, the teaching and learning strategies that uh, we use um, at ARU and across the sector. But it's also about uh, promoting research informed teaching. And in some ways, pedagogic research sits between research and teaching. What I mean by that is it it helps researchers teach their subjects. And it also helps teachers research their practice. So it's a really important area of research, and it comes at a time when Uh, there is much more emphasis on interdisciplinary uh, research, not just at ARU, as an example of that, the Ruskin modules, but also um, across the sector, because it can help staff improve their practice, and it can also make a real difference through that to the students' experience and engagement in their learning. And lastly, and Mark is gonna go on to talk about some of the initiatives that, uh, uh, that we've uh, introduced and developed at ARU, it promotes professional dialogue and debate about learning and teaching. So it can have a really important influence on university policy. Okay, I'm just gonna um, hand over to Mark now to talk about
0: some of the the initiatives that uh, we have developed over the years. Brilliant. And, and I'll just jump in quickly. Yeah, I think um, the, the pedagogy research I've engaged with is, has really helped me to reflect and, and evaluate my own role. Just as you said, Simon, it's so closely aligned typically to someone's practice. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Thank you very much for the context. And then, and then the second question, Mark, um and, and as as Simon mentioned, there's there's a brilliant um support for for research at the at the uh, ARU. So how can I get more involved with the with the pedagogic research community and, and also how can it support um how can it support uh staff at ARU?
1: Okay, thanks, Jamie. The um pedagogic research community Um, is centered on the Centre for Innovation in Higher Education, uh, which is part of Anglia Learning and Teaching, Um, and it's through the centre that the activities um, uh, around the pedagogic research community are um, are, are run. Um, We run um, monthly uh, meetings. Um, They have been online. Um, but I suspect they'll be going back to face-to-face, um, so they'll be happening uh, face-to-face in uh, both Cambridge and Chelmsford on a monthly basis. Um, everyone is welcome. The, the 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 important thing about pedagogic research, um, as well, is that it's not restricted just to academic members of staff. We find that we have um, active members who are in a variety of uh, professional services. Um, including, uh, including, but not uh, restricted to the uh, the library, for example, and learning technologists as well have have always been uh, frequent attendees at our uh, monthly meetings. Um, the monthly meetings um, have been running, as Simon says, since about 2016. Um, every year we try to have a, a different theme, so that we have a, a theme that runs through um the uh the course of the the nine monthly meetings that we have um this year we've decided to uh choose institutional priorities um as our theme so each month we'll be focusing on a different um, institutional university priority such as inclusion sustainability employability active and collaborative learning and so on um so that uh, this offers the opportunity for people who want to come along. To the meetings for specific purposes that they can uh, elect which ones they they want to come to, or just come to all of them. Um, every meeting be, uh, begins with um, an information exchange where we um, uh, where members tell each other of uh, forthcoming events and and so on and so forth. So they're um, they're fascinating things. Um, who knows? We may even have guest speakers along to uh, to to help attract um, members. In addition to our monthly meetings, we also have a full day off-campus writing retreats. Um, which have always been uh, extremely popular um these they have a there is a light structure involved in this in that um, we have uh, sort of 50 50 minute to 90 minute bursts of writing interspersed with um, social interaction um, and of course lunch uh, which is the most important part of the day i say that not ironically because one of the most important parts of our writing retreats is networking where people form um, interdisciplinary Disciplinary groups and cross uh, cross faculty uh, research groups and research involving both academics and professional services staff. Um, again, these run both in uh, Cambridge and Chelmsford. In fact, these proved so popular when we first uh, introduced them that we uh, later and currently run um, monthly drop in writing cafes, uh, which are. Um, just for ninety minutes, um, and the idea is that uh, attendees come along with a piece of writing that they're working on. They can either sit quietly and work on it, or um, seek immediate feedback to discuss ideas, to look at what they've been writing, talk about where they want to go. Um, and one of the things that we also discuss, both in the uh, well, in all of the in all of the events and activities that we organise, is is helping people um, to find uh pedagogic research journal journals for publishing their articles once they're written Um, in addition uh, we also offer uh, academic writing workshops um, to help colleagues firm up their academic writing Um, it's mostly about avoiding the the, uh, pitfalls um, uh, of, of academic writing i've always claimed that i'm cursed with academic writing because i can't write um um uh, I can't write any in any other style whatsoever. It always ends up reading like a, a, an essay or a journal article. Um, so we do uh, we do do a lot of um, uh, brief reading and uh, and content checking and uh, copy editing just to just to help people learn those uh, those tips and tricks as well. Um, we also have, uh, as part of the as part of the community, we offer uh, or we provide two online resources. One of which is the Good Teaching Exchange, um, where uh, it's um, a collection of uh, mostly uh, head and shoulders interviews with members of staff discussing their um, best practice. Um, but we also have the Pedagogic Research Directory. Um, which contains links to uh, pedagogic research output from across the university, um, including but not not restricted to um, former Learning Teaching Project Awards, the university teaching fellowships and so on, Um, and will be including, of course, um, outputs from the new um, sabbatical process. Just one thing I'd add to that. Um, is that if, uh, another way to uh, get involved is to just contact uh, Simon or myself, and we'll add you to the pedagogic research community mailing list to keep you updated um, uh, on um, you know when the when the uh, when the activities are taking place. Sorry about that.
0: No, brilliant. Uh, that's really helpful, and we, and we can add some of those links you mentioned into the description as well. And and I think you both do a, a really great job at making everyone feel very welcome to the community and and very supported as well. And I know when I first started my role, you know, I came along and met people, and it was a really good way to actually learn about aru but also the current teaching and, and practices and, and research going on um as as well so it's a really good way to meet with colleagues and, and like you said there's that space at the beginning really just to share isn't there and, and to talk about updates and uh and 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 it's i'd say it's uh, it, it's informal in a in a nice way that you can come and, and just have those uh, discussions you mentioned the ARU sabbatical schemes as well. So very exciting that they've kind of relaunched recently. And that leads us on to our third question. So Simon, I think we're going to go over to you for this for this one. Um, Or maybe it's both. uh, Sorry, but how do ARU sabbatical schemes uh, work?
2: Yeah, we've both been uh, working on the um, the new education sabbaticals uh, that were launched uh, uh, this year. And uh, we're expecting um, a number of uh, uh, applications um, to come through. Um, we're particularly keen on applications from teams and also um, applications from um, inv- involving um, colleagues from different faculties or faculties and professional development services as well. Um, Mark has taken a um, a lot of his time in supporting the uh, the drafts of these applications, so I'm just going to hand you over to him now.
1: Thanks, Simon. Yes, the uh, the new um, university sabbatical scheme uh, combines both the old university sabbatical scheme, which was primarily for for academics, but it also uh, brought into uh, into the process the former learning and teaching project award scheme. Um, So, that now we there are three types of sabbaticals that uh, colleagues can apply for that's research and knowledge exchange um, and doctoral completion sabbaticals. Both of those are um, administered by RIDO. Um, And if you want to talk about either of those, you need to contact um, Eleanor Bullivant, who will be more than happy to discuss things uh, with you. The third type of Sabbatical is the education sabbatical, which is much more closely related to the uh, the former learning and teaching project award scheme. The most significant difference uh, is in, in the present scheme is is that the amount of money that's available uh, for sabbaticals um, as it's uh, the the maximum amount available is fifteen thousand pounds. Um, And while you can use this money for staff buyout, which is anything up to a maximum of 75 days, which is a a full trimester, um, you're you're not required to. Um, Sabbaticals at ARU now uh, may or may not involve staff buyout. Uh, You can instead use the money to... um, uh employ student research assistants through A.I.U. temps um rather than uh buy your own time out or a combination of the two um the uh yes yeah, so that and the length can be anything from uh, no days uh, up to a maximum of 75 days as i say uh it, the um research funding can also cover um necessary uh the costs sorry of necessary uh, expenses um that are related to the project that can't be obtained elsewhere um simon and i have uh, extensive experience of helping people develop um their proposals so i would strongly recommend if anybody wants to to investigate this further that they should contact uh, both of us. The call for proposals um, opens in January of each year and closes around about uh, May. Um, decisions um, are made by um, a panel um, of, uh, of senior uh, senior staff in um, in June. Um, and projects, in theory, sabbaticals would normally run from september to um uh, in the year of award to the uh, the june of the following award but there are no fixed periods and um, they can be longer or shorter uh, as i say um it's much it's very flexible and considerably very much more inclusive than the previous sabbatical scheme so that everybody uh, everybody is welcome to put in an application and as Simon says, you know we we welcome um, joint applications. You can make a a, a single a single application or a team application. Teams can be from within um, one um, professional service uh, or or faculty or school, or can be a, a mixture of um, of everybody, and in, and possibly in where necessary, including external collaborators as well so uh, please do contact us if you want to find out more about this it's uh, it, the new scheme is uh, highly flexible highly inclusive um and you know we 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 can offer a significant amount of money simon did you want to add anything
2: uh, not about the sabbaticals uh, mark but uh, when when you're finished on that um, i've got a couple of other things to 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 just uh, bring this to a close maybe
1: oh i think i'm i think i've said all i need to say on that
2: Okay, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to um, mention um, a couple more things, if I may, Jamie. One is uh, about outputs, and uh, uh, Mark mentioned that uh, the um, the monthly meetings uh, that we share um, news, and uh, one of the, one of the great things is uh, frequently now we're hearing about colleagues um, who have uh, published um, uh, peer. Uh, reviewed articles about pedagogic research, or have uh, presented um, papers uh, about uh, pedagogic research at uh, international conferences. I mean, what what um, I'd like people to um, to understand is that that uh, pedres is is growing in status, um, and at ARU uh, we've actually been um, certainly um, leading the way. Um, across the sector, um, alongside uh, University of Plymouth, uh, Pedrio, uh, Pedagogic Research uh, uh, Institute and Observatory. Um, but I think we're sort of taking up the mantle now as uh, uh, Pedrio is, is no longer in existence. So a, it is a growing uh, research area in its own right. Um, as an example of that, it's possible to um, to submit um, pedagogic research um, to the um, to the research um, excellent framework, and uh, I know some people are are keen to to be able to do that. Um, the last thing I just wanted to mention is about um, finally about people moving into uh, pedagogic research from their from their discipline area, and uh, we we refer to that as transitioning into uh, pedagogic research, and. Uh, we offer uh, workshops um, in house at ARU about um, transitioning into PEDRES, but also um, Mark and I work with um, um, a colleague from HEMS, uh, Dr. Mark Kerrigan, in running uh, transitioning uh, workshops um, at the Society for Research in Higher Education, SRHE. And uh, these, these workshops uh, provide the opportunity uh, to, to develop uh, your pedagogic research, but also to develop as a dual, what we refer to as a dual researcher. And what that means is uh, engaging with research in at least two different academic fields. And one of those uh, encompasses the pedagogy most likely linked to your discipline's um, context. Okay, Jamie, I think that's um, just about it um, from us. Um, Would like to say though that uh, we, Mark Mark and I have also had our own successes in publishing uh, peer-reviewed journal articles, uh, which can be found on the the, uh, pedagogic research Um, directory. Uh, We've also been successful in publishing uh, one um, edited book, uh, which includes a number of uh, people from ARU, and that was um, a book entitled Active Learning in Higher Education. And we're currently, um, along with two other colleagues, um, editing another book about um, Ruskin modules.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, thank you so much. And and thank you, Mark, for our outlining this sabbatical scheme as well, which is a really exciting opportunity. And we can post some of those links if that's okay with you both. Um, some of your published works on the on the episode description too or, or at least the link to to find uh, some of those sources um brilliant yeah so uh thank you very much for making the last one such a a great episode a really nice way to finish the the series um to all our brilliant listeners thank you for joining us on the journey we hope you've enjoyed it and, and found the series useful. Uh, please do get in touch with comments and feedback about the podcast and, and do connect with us at Angular Learning and Teaching who are, who are here to support you in your in your journey. And uh, stay tuned, we might release further episodes, maybe even another series, who, who knows. So um, from all of us, we, we wish you the, the very best of your teaching and learning practice. Um, so like I said, from all of us at Angular Learning and Teaching, uh, goodbye and best wishes.